Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's great to be back from Sudbury, Ontario, here in my hometown of Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. I know the podcasts have been a little bit sporadic and out of order, but um, chalk it up to Shorzy and you'll all forgive me when you see season two released in the fall. If it's uh, as good as it was funny to record and be part of, then... uh, we're in. We're going to be in luck because uh, if you guys listen to this, enjoyed season one. I'm sure you'll enjoy season two. I actually, uh, you know, I haven't seen any. Obviously, we just recorded it, but it was uh, a lot of fun, and it actually was what's the word more fluent and fluid. It was uh, people uh, were were experienced actors. Now we've all been around the block. So anyway, uh, before we go any further, I just want to g- invite uh, or introduce my guest who's joining us again i really appreciate it he has a lot going on in his life you might know him from sports sportsnet central alongside ivanka osmak or one of his many best-selling books including hockey's card stories and one night only his next literary adventure is set to be released later this year ken reed's hometown hockey heroes he's also a good pal and the pride of picto nova scotia folks a friend in need is a friend indeed and please welcome to the show ken killer reed ken how you doing what up, TR? I feel like uh, we're Marv Albert and Letterman back in the day. I just frequently drop by, you know. We uh, we do our thing. We got her down, buddy. I, I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm, I, I'm pumped to see Shorzy season two. As you know, I love that show, man. It was a lot of fun. I actually, yeah, it's it's. I like you as a recurring guest. Uh, in more ways than one, Shorzy was a lot of fun. And not only that, but um, I went. I went to Toronto a few weekends. Uh, for those that don't know, Sudbury's about three hours and change away from Toronto. I love the drive though. And halfway down is Parry Sound, Bobby yes. Orr's hometown. Yes, I missed it last time, Killer. I met. I missed. I mean, I know he's from Parry Sound, mm-hmm. but driving up, I just I must have been sleeping at the wheel or whatever, mm-hmm. like uh, so to speak. Uh, I didn't realize we drove through Parry Sound. So this time I dropped in a couple of local places, lots of Bobby Orr memorabilia. And um, talk with some of the locals. Ended up at the Beef and Bird. Got to yeah. mention this in Sudbury, playing. Um, oh God, what did he, what what they they called it? Some sort of uh, porchetta, porchetta bingo. Yeah, um, yeah. 
where you go in Sudbury for the Sudbury Saturday night. The girls are out to bingo. It's really it's Sudbury Saturday. It's Sudbury Saturday day, which leads in tonight, and it's this beef and bird. The gentleman used to play for the for the Boston Bruins. Oh yeah. Um, I'll uh, it'll come to me. Anyway, we went in there and uh, met a lot of Bobby Orr's. You know, everybody's got a cousin, right? When it's Bobby Orr. Well, I'm his cousin. I said, well, Jesus, your name Orr? No. No, nope. but, um, you know, and I think it's through marriage a little ways back, yeah. but, uh, you know, yeah. but a lot of those, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of those. Oh, it's beautiful up there. You can see why Bobby got so great playing on all those lakes. Um, it's oh, a beautiful part of the country. It's a great eh? part of that. People talk about Sudbury like it's 15 hours north of Toronto. It's really not that far. Not, it's not that bad. No, no. On Duguay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Stalls. There's some. There's some. Uh, not all the. the Glenn Murray, the Bridgewater Flash, played yes. for the Wolves. Glenn Murray. Did Jamie realize- Matthews, if I, I'm correct, I believe yeah. Jamie Matthews uh, played for the the Wolves, another Nova Scotia hockey legend. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, what what a classic hockey town, classic Canadian town, perfect place to shoot Shorzy, buddy. It really, really was uh, a lot of fun. Now, I while I was there, I did some signings. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, people don't know what those are. They're exactly Good. what they sound like. Someone comes down and asks me for an hour of my time. Terry, what can you sign within that hour? We'll give you Good. X amount of dollars. And a real, real nice gentleman. And um, You took my advice. Adam was his name. Okay, so you know him from these... these Card shows. And card shows, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, he, he got us to come down. They signed a, a bunch of stuff. Took Beautiful. care of us real nice. And Beautiful. when he was leaving me, this was about three or four weeks ago, he was coming to see you. How did that card show turn out in Oh, Toronto? buddy, that card show was, was wicked. Uh, Sports Card Expo, the spring show. It was awesome. Uh, picked up an Eddie Shack rookie. Had been looking for an Eddie Shack rookie at a decent price for a long time. This one was in really good condition, and it was a decent price. So I was pumped to get that. And you know me. I love looking through the quarter boxes and seeing what I found. Oh, man, I wish I had it on me. But our buddy Ally Afraidy, right? Yeah. Like, he's the most American thing I've known since Hulk Hogan, right? Like, yeah. Al yeah. is Mr. America. He loves fireworks, has a boom and slap shot. And I found a card of him, and it just has USA up top. It was 20 cents. I'm like, Big Al, this is you. So... I'm going to give that to him when I see him. But, yeah, card show was great. And, uh, you know, me and the cards. Uh, always at her, buddy. Always at her. What are you up to now? Aren't you doing something with eBay? Or I could say, yeah. I heard you so, mention it, and we spoke briefly on the way to the Jays game, but yeah. or at the Jays game, but I was a little bit buzzed. So tell us what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit buzzed. The Jays is okay. So, yeah, so eBay, um, tons of people buy and sell on eBay. I buy and sell on eBay. Good side hustle and great way to get cards and you know, sometimes that are hard to find, right? So eBay has a deal now. It's called the eBay Authenticity Guarantee. So if you buy a card for $250 or more, it takes away the worry of it not being authentic. So it'll be shipped to card authenticators and they'll say, you know what, this Marty Berry from back in the day, from the 20s or 30s, I can't even remember where it's from, when it's from, but they'll say this is an authentic card and then it will be shipped to you. So now, if you who have are they wall- to say this? Where so do they get their credentials? They're third-party authenticators. They're pros. The eBay people handle all this. Uh, card authenticators, it's it's technical stuff, but they'll check it out. So if you if you sell one of your rookies behind you for two hundred and sixty bucks, let's say Chef Jeremy, a big card collector, wants to yeah. pay you two hundred and sixty bucks for one of your rookies, and I can see you lighting up there. Yeah. Instead of sending it to Jeremy, you send it to these the eBay authenticators. This has been going on in the States, so they brought authenticity to Canada. They'll authenticate it, send along this Chef Jeremy. He he doesn't have a worry in the world. He can go about serving the, the finest food in all of newfoundland you know you can do so, his thing let me ask this if you yeah. have say if i have a gretzky rookie will it, will it only be sold with the authentic authentication uh, authentication 
So yes, yeah, so you you let's say you want to sell your Gretzky rookie for say a thousand dollars. It'll yeah. blue check mark will appear up by the, your price tag. It'll sell. Let's say for a thousand bucks, you get the thousand bucks. You send it off to to the eBay authenticators. So that's who you mail to. Instead, you would mail directly to me back in the day. But instead, you send it to the eBay authenticators, and that's a good card. For example, there there are counterfeit Gretzkys out there, so wow. they'll they will validate that it's authentic or not authentic. But if they validate it authentic, then it will be shipped to the buyer. So that's a good card to talk about because and then there it's are a one out of ten. No, they'll, they'll just validate it as authentic. It'll come with a nice little blue authenticity guarantee from eBay. Okay, and, and then how do how do you how are do the same? Okay, so the same people aren't grading the card. Sorry, a one between right. a one and a ten. They're not grading it or slabbing. That's two different good. people completely or different organizations. Right. They're just grading it as authentic. And then if you wish so wish, you can send it on to a third-party grader. But they're just letting you know this is authentic. But Jesus, so is, is there a lot of not authentic cards? It happens. Um, I don't know if I've ever been caught not knowingly. Uh, but like back in the day, the, the Gretzky was counterfeited. The Brett Hall rookie was counterfeited. The Michael Jordan rookie was counterfeited. Uh, the thing about the, the the card, the hobby, is it's built on trust. So if you can get one more level of trust in there and one more level of it's good, then then you're good to go. Because, I mean, nobody that I know of wants to buy a fake card. I sure as hell don't want to sell a fake card. And it's I don't all want the that same on me. people socializing and inter interacting with each other. You would think that right. it would be almost suspicious for someone just to show up on the scene and sell a Gretzky rookie and then leave. Right. So I don't want I don't want to. If I'm selling you a Gretzky rookie, man, I don't want to know that it, I don't want it to be counterfeit. So it helps me as a seller too, right? Like, yeah. okay, it's authentic. Terry's got the real deal. And I know you don't want to buy a fake Gretzky. So it's just, it's a way of taking the worry away. It's a way of cleaning, cleaning up the hobby. So I think it's a really good thing. eBay authenticity guarantee. So, so that's you know, what your, what, good so thing. is that your role now with, with eBay? You're, you're I'm, playing a part. Yeah, I'm just speaking on behalf, you know, of of the the I guess the ease it would give a collector, a buyer or a seller to know that there's one less thing to worry about uh buying through eBay. But because yeah, I mean, you you want everything to be hunky dory, but you never quite know, right? So this will this will take care of the never quite know part. Um this wasn't on my mind to ask, but I am curious now that it popped into my head. And you've got some quirky stories in your books about cards that well, while they're authentic, they might, oh God, what's an example? They might have something airbrushed on because the player just got traded. Right. I forget what you call it, but there's unique nuggets. Out yeah. There. Airbrushing. Yeah. 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 So you remember the Mel Bridgman one? Do you know sure, the do with the Jofa about? helmet? With the Jofa? I mean, that is 83, such a gorgeous, but it, it's a great card because of that. But beautiful. It's beautiful. 83-84 OPG, Mel Bridgman, New Jersey Devils. It's a lovely card. I think he'd been traded from the Flames to the Devils. He's got that Mel Bridgman look with the duster and the clean Majofa. It's beautiful, buddy. It's beautiful in all its glory. It's. I wonder had they intended on, um, you know, the, the reason I love it is because it's so obviously, I don't want to say a bad job. You're going to airbrush any card back then. It's going to be a terrible job. It's, it's, it's yeah, it was 1983. Yeah, they, it's they worked with what it's they literally had. 40 years ago, and even now there are times that you can notice it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I guess, do you? I know you talk about it in your books. Um, do you? Were those cards as special, or some of them to you, as say, you know, a, a Steve Eisenman rookie, a, a great player? Yeah. With a 
rookie card is always going to be, especially one of your favorites. Yeah. But, you know, where do those play in in terms of, you know, your uh, it's, it's your funny hockey I'm card just, enjoyment? I'm just looking up at one of my display cases now to see if I have an, uh, an airbrush in there. I don't, but yeah, I love the airbrush. Like for me, it was like, you know, as a kid, you notice it, but I, I think I enjoyed them much more when I got older. As a kid, you're like, all right, that's something that's kind of What year did it stop? They don't do that anymore. They oh, didn't do that in the late I mean, 90s. no. I mean, if they have to airbrush a guy, I mean, I think now, I mean, we can airbrush if, if a person gets traded and within seconds we can airbrush his new uniform on him at Sportsnet, right? Like, hey, it's not it's not noticeable. One second, um, I got to get something and I've asked you before. Yeah. Bear with me. Yeah. Uh, Terry's making his way into his kitchen now. He's coming back to the couch. It looks like he might have a pack of hockey cards with him. Remember I, I told you about my signature rookie cards? Yes. So look, you can see this, right? Yeah. So this is supposed to be signed A, and look at the the letters on Trice. Like the, they paid the player, not the not the. Uh, ah, team so or the they're league. not using the WHL approved no. logo. And look at my. So this is at the CHL All Star Game warm up. I got black and red on, and then the Tri City jersey without the Tri City symbol. This is one of those so bad it's good. Now it says one of six thousand Fab nice. Five, right? Nice. And you see on the back, and oh, all it really beautiful. says on the back is I think the Ryan's. Left home with Terry at a young age. Oh, that's pursue his hockey dream and then my stats, right? Next time I come to the, the basement, I'm getting you guys to sign a bunch of those for me. So you have been airbrushed. Were you as a well as a hockey player, were you were you did you not like the airbrush or did you care? No, I'm I didn't care at all. But my I, I have more I have more than one question about these. So this is signature rookies. So what they did, they would pay again the player. Not the organization. So I remember Mike Burnett was my agent, mm -hmm. and he was in I, IMG, and he partnered with Tom Laidlaw, who I had on this podcast about a month, month and a half ago. And so Tom and Mike worked together. And on our team, we had me and Lankow with Burnett, Brian Boucher and Sheldon Surrey with Laidlaw, all under IMG, so four of us. So Alex. IMG, I'm sure, had something to do with – because when these were made, I, I hadn't gone eighth overall yet. This would have been the year before. I mean, I'm sure I was rated fairly high, but yeah. not anywhere close to top ten. So, mm -hmm. so it evolved. So what ended up happening with this company is that they gave us all bonuses. So say for me – say they signed me in the summer and say Surrey was a third rounder, right? So it's not – I mean, he ended up being a great NHLer, but at the time you wouldn't have picked him out any more than you would have picked out – you know, Nolan Baumgartner probably doesn't have one of these. Well, he was definitely uh, more relevant in the hockey end. world at yeah, the time. He was more high-end at the time. It yeah. was prospects coming up, and some of them, you know, good that you're with IMG, whatever. But what ended up happening, um, guys like Sheldon, who turned that Sheldon is draft year at three goals and six assists. Then he became an all-star afterwards and everything. Wow. And he, be, and he be, be started to get, like, a young guns, uh, cards, whatever, in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to the CHL All-Star game, for example. I just spoke about it with you. Romanuk did the uh, call. Yeah. And it, it was a lockout year. So all the guys in the all-star game were like come back from world juniors or they were like two years older than me. Some three because 20 year olds were allowed. So like Todd Bertuzzi, guys who'd been drafted two years before me and Lankow weren't drafted yet. Yeah. Redden was on our team, wasn't drafted yet. Again, didn't make it. Don't, you know, it was, it was a really kind of, so we made this team and I remember you know, it was in my contract with signature rookies to get a bonus for that. Now, they never thought that was going to happen, right? And then to get a bonus to go in the top 10, they never thought oh, any of that was going to happen. Nice. So they went bankrupt because of that, because guys that they picked, <laughs> like, you know, IMG knew who their prospects were going to be. Yeah. Like, uh, 
You put a, you're telling me this is awesome. You put a hockey card company out of business. I love it. We we did. Me, Lank, Lankow must have been. He ended up leading the league in scoring. I'm sure there had to be. We, we all had these little bonuses. And I yeah. remember most of mine didn't seem like I would hit them, getting 16 goals and 17 assists the year before. Sure. But I hit 50 goals. I hit 100 points. I hit the CHL All-Star game. And that's just me. Then there was like yeah. like there was a lot of guys with these signature rookies, but yeah, they went bankrupt halfway through the season because of the success. Did you end of up players. getting paid by them? Did they I pay got you? paid? I was supposed. I got paid. See how this is one of six thousand again. It's signature yep. rookies because we were supposed to sign every card. Yep. So I did get paid, and then I had all these to sign, and they went bankrupt. So I never did it. So I wonder what these would be. I have. You know, it's interesting. A few hundred of these, and then I have not only this. There's like three or four. If you were to Google it, signature rookies, and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. There's this is just that particular Fab Five one. Then there's like ultra prospects. Then it's like WHL signature oh, rookies. Different cut. See, now now you're Terry Ted Hitchcock Ryan. So there might well, be some value. Yes. Now there when I go. see these collectors that came and paid me for me to sign a blank puck, I wonder what they'd sign. They'd want for this. These are all mint. These are out of the box. Yeah, yeah, still. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, See, now we're on. Now we're talking business again, Tr. I love this. So I never knew that you were airbrushed. So you and Mel Bridgman have something in common. Well, we certainly do, and uh, yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah, I wondered because I'm like, after this, they, <laughs> I don't explain myself well off. Now, does Senior get pissed because he needed to have a real hockey card? Um, no, he He's not pissed, Senior. Yeah, he's funny that way. Like, as you see, he keeps everything, right? Like, now, I sent you him one, and he still hasn't signed it for me. Yeah, yeah still haven't gotten it back in the for, But it's all over the basement, and we, we blew it up, and it's... That he really, <laughs> really liked that. I don't think it he would awesome. care about official or not official. No. Even the ones they got with care. Kalamazoo. Dad, Dad just loves the memory. I mean, we went down there Friday, Ken, and we brought out some... As I, as I posted a lot of it, but, like, we brought out... Um, some sticks like Connor. I remember Connor Donahue, my buddy there. Some of the Chicklets fans might know him from mm -hmm. Chicklets Cup. And uh, we went down. We were mulling over some albums and stuff. And he goes, "Just watch." And he took out a random album, and it ended up being the Blue Oyster Cult. And mm -hmm. he and then anyway, so he would. I just took it out. I went, "Watch, guys!" And I just pulled it out so he could see it. Oh, Blue Oyster Cult. He went on for over an hour. Over Jeez. an hour. Then we went Jeez. over and took out one of his old programs, and. To him, it, and anyway, he went through every player and what mm -hmm. they meant to him for where they were from and, you know, the kind of shot, the, 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 the whole scouting report. So to Dad, it's more about the conversation, even though it's great that he's got some stuff but, out there. But, but this, that, that is what I have in common with your dad because the stuff starts the conversation. Yeah. Right? All these collectibles I have in my man cave and the ones you have up behind you and that card that you just showed me. They start a conversation. To me, that's what it's all. Yeah, about. that's why Ken. Honestly, I, we, we talked about before, and I love Shorzy and and and, and Chicklets and the, and and you know playing for the Canadians and all those things. I've been fortunate enough to do, but I find the internet. It takes the it, and and it's 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 great that people send me messages, but it's I, I'm looking down all day. It's hard on my phone, um, you know, to answer everything or my computer or whatever it is. And I find like five hours go by, and I'm like answering people that I've never yeah. met. I prefer. I'd rather go to the card show. Point is, I'm not trying to be hard to deal with. I way rather go to the card show, like on my own, and just hang yeah. out for ten hours and have the yeah. conversations. That's more real to me, and then yeah. I can gain as much. I don't want to be selfish. But maybe I'll get. Maybe like, geez, that's something to think about. If you come up for the expo, that'd be good. Well, like I'd love to. 
That'd be a blast, buddy. It's I mean, so much fun. So usually Remembrance Day weekend here in uh, Toronto is the next one. And it's fun. Like you and I, like we go right off the rails looking for stuff and we'd have a blast. I mean, it's yeah. basically it's basically a giant seniors seniors basement like on steroids. I hear and I've I've been to a few around here. There there's been a few minor ones. Nothing nothing like up there I watch yeah. online. Uh but Jeremy Charles and I like he, I mean, was kind of kidding earlier, but we really did. And you know I sold my Gretzky rookie about I, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Okay. And I really needed the money and I was like, you know, I, I can just I can pay a couple months here with my mortgage and I hey. and, and I and I sold it. It came into play. Now I'm glad I mean I, I'm glad I didn't need to be selling all my cards. I kept the rest of them. Yeah, but I yeah, do yeah. have quite a big collection. And for Jeremy and I growing up at that time, uh, I'm sure you, you must articulate it in your book and probably a little bit better. But I try to say to people now, there's all kinds of cards. There's more access than ever. They're back again. All kinds mm-hmm. of kids have them. I go in. But when it was the, it not the only, but it was one of the main forms of communication with me and my friends, even with playing knockdowns, yep. whatever it was, we didn't realize yep. the value in them. But cards played a huge part because there wasn't the internet and then we were always on the go together. And if we weren't mm-hmm. playing, we were so guys like you and me remember the big the back of the card, the big yep. the front of the card more I don't want to say more than than someone growing up today, but I, I think for most of us it definitely held a more significant value yep. for that reason. It did. I mean, for guys 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I'd clump the 50s in there. That was how you knew what a player looked like. We didn't know what Mel Bridgman looked like until yeah. we got that card in 1983. Because how many New Jersey Devils or Calgary Flames games did we see? And it was a way you to... Are it, right. And it was, a, it was a social thing. And it was often like road hockey. And then it was a break. Okay, let's go to the store and spend a quarter and get a pack of cards. And you'd trade and it was almost like uh, going for tea or having a coffee if you're a kid. You know, it was something you could all do together. And, yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's in a lot of ways, It the Tim Hortons cards have done such a great job of bringing that back to kids. 99 cents a pack. Uh, my, my kid brings his binder to school. His buddies bring their binder to school. So it's collecting now. It's It's got that element from when we were kids back in Good. it. But it's also got that high-end element. And people talk about cards and it's too expensive. I'm like, well, it depends what you collect. It can be expensive. It can be cheap. I mean, it can be anything you want. It to Whatever be. you want. It's like collecting right. records. And, and, and it's funny, too, because people talk about, oh, look at the prices falling for the PSA 10 Jordan rookie. Or look at the prices falling for whatever rookie card. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's real, real, real high-end collectors. Like That's a very, very, very small portion of the hobby that can spend you know, a million point five on a PSA 10 grads. That's not most people. Most people will probably buy cards for under 50 bucks or 250 and find bucks. deals. That's what you find. I like it's the reason exactly. I like thrift shots. It's the reason reason I oh, like Bonnie. Queen Street. Queen Me Street too. in Toronto is all those vinyl album places. Like yeah. not everybody's gonna go in and buy a fucking uh ten out of ten Sergeant Pepper. Uh yeah. You, you know, or, or highway to hell or whatever. I could but, spend, I get that from my mother and I'm sure you get it from your dad. I could spend all day going to yard sales and thrift shops. My mom loves it. Um, I mean, this half the stuff down here is stuff I just found, but collecting can be anything you want it to be. Sometimes I'm going to spend $500 on a card. The eBay authenticity guarantee helps with that. Sometimes I'm going to spend five cents on a card. I mean, I go into the sports card expo. I spent, I know, 250 bucks on one card and I was sitting in the 20 cent box for other ones. So to me, it's, it's all fun. 
I mean, and it's all a way to start a conversation. I mean, look at this. This is Flash Hollett. That is a hockey card from 1939, I believe. 39. He was the first, one of the first Nova Scotia-born NHLers. He was the highest-scoring defenseman until, like, he was known as the offensive defenseman until Doug Harvey came along, pre-Bobby Orr. Where'd you find that? Boston Bruins. I mean, I found this at the Card Expo, 40 bucks. I was like, yeah, 40 bucks. Whatever. 40 bucks. Wow, yeah. that's great. See, I love those uh, right. pieces of history. That's why well, a lot of the time... T.I. Uh, piece of history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why, like, I think, it, again, it's the same reason I like going Queen, Queen, Queen King Street West in Toronto yeah. and the whole... I mean, there's all kinds of areas. That's just my favorite because yeah. my, my favorite album shops. Most of the albums I'm looking at aren't that... I mean, in, in, in uh, perfect condition, they might be. Right. When you pick it up and you read the back and, you know, you just see... I could spend all afternoon because it's nostalgic. I do end up buying something. And you're right. I'm a huge music collector. So I did. I have the Beatles butcher cover. Look that up. Uh, oh, very, yeah. Very, I, know very, what, very, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, right. That's yeah. my favorite. And I can't. That, that was four figures. But yeah, um, that meant means a lot to me. I got it 15 years Did you get that when you're in the NHL there. when you're making the big bucks? Yeah, I was in between. Yeah. Good, good, <laughs> I actually good. convinced the guy, Ken, you know what? <laughs> I was in Cincinnati playing. And I'd hurt my ankle. I knew I was done. I remember the, the day I knew I was done was in Cincinnati. Uh, being my ankle was hurting too bad. I saw the doc. I ended up short signing my retirement papers. But while I was waiting for a couple weeks, I went on eBay, um, which I guess was kind of in its infancy. This would have been about 2003. And I'm looking for butcher covers. I was going to get one for my dad for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find any. I finally find this one. I forget now. It's in good condition, and without getting into it, it's a very rare album. It's a rare find, and ah, uh, uh, fuck it. Uh, the Beatles put out this cover, and it, it's it's actually to protest the Viet Vietnam War, and they're sitting there in butcher jackets with babies that have been like that real babies, uh, dolls. Yeah, they've been kind of mutilated with blood on them, and at the last minute, they realize like this looks bad. It's not Can't really, do this. yeah, like. What we're protesting is great, but it doesn't appear that way. There's going to be more backlash. We can protest Vietnam in other ways. So what ended up happening, they put out, the album was called Yesterday and Today, and they ended up putting out a version where they're just sitting, and Paul is actually like sitting on a box, and they're all standing around him. And they ironed it on. So whatever, however many butcher covers were made, rather than pull them, they just had the stores iron on. So say there's, I don't know, 5,000 copies. They had as they were being released before they got to the store, they just ironed on the new cover over it. So mm -hmm. 5,000 of the millions released, whatever it would be, maybe it's 10,000. It's not a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so people would go out, heat up the front and then kind of peel it back often with an iron. And so if they, they saw, yeah, they would find out, Oh, I got a butcher cover like Willy oh, Wonka. Wow. Right. So that's the historical element. Where of were it. the butcher covers mainly released? Was it in a certain country or was it random? I'm led to believe the USA. I know okay. that they were at least in USA because that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. So, and they had just, I guess, cracked that market. This would have been about 1966. They were on the go for less than two years in the United States uh, and still in the midst of Beatlemania, right? So, yeah. it was right from the start, this was a big thing. Uh, so, anyway, I got it, but the guy I was talking to happened. We, we started conversing in a chat room or whatever back then. I might have been email. And he says, uh, Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Cincinnati. So I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, I'm here playing for the Cincinnati Cyclones. Ken, you won't believe it. He says, 
Wow. He goes, I love hockey. The Montreal Canadiens are my favorite team. I oh say, what God. if I get you a signed jersey? And I'll yeah. give it to, uh, yeah, I swear to you. And I, the the staff in Montreal were awesome. I, I emailed the girl in the front office. Susan Cryans was her name. Great yeah. person. Great, great lady. And would help all the players out with whatever. And uh, anyway, pass me on to somebody, yada, yada, yada. Boom, I get the jersey. I gave it. To, I gave him $500 and the signed jersey, and it would have been a lot more than that. Great that's, deal. Good job. That's how I came across the butcher cover. But most of the, the things that I collect, yeah. I, like, I like going out with 20 bucks and getting a coffee, and then, okay, let's see what I can come back with and find yeah. some like $2 steals. Uh, the record might be scratched, but the two songs that I want aren't. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's uh, TR, as the great Lemmy from Motorhead once said in one of his many songs, the chase is better than the catch. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he was talking about hockey cards and album covers, but Lemmy was on to somebody. It's but fun, he man. certainly was, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I agree with fun. Lemmy. Lemmy was a huge collector too of World War II memorabilia. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can bet on things like money line, puck line, over under, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for complete offer details. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe that you definitely shouldn't sleep on are Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, all without breaking the bank. Spending less on earbuds means you don't have to worry about breaking the bank and are a great entry point if you're looking for your first pair of high-quality wireless earbuds. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. Plus, they have an easy and free return guarantee. Still not sure? They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few extra bucks, and they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. But don't just take it from me, Raycon has over 50,000 five-star reviews, and it's easy to see why when you look at their great features like noise isolation and eight hours of playtime with their everyday earbuds. Plus, if you're looking for earbuds that you can wear at the gym, Raycon's earbuds are water and sweat resistant. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to score 15% off. 
buyraycon.com slash THPN. So we've got to address this. We've got go. to address this, and I don't. Yeah. We don't have to dissect it because every sports show in North America. I knew you were going to go. We have. We have to. We have to. So the Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers are out. Um, yeah. Similar. My my take. If you want to lump them together, similar stories. One side, Edmonton is really, really, really disappointing. But I think people underestimated Vegas. And if you look at Edmonton's best players, you can't really argue that they didn't do their job. Right. Uh, it, 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 real huge disappointment and heads got to roll somehow. But when it comes to the leaps, so maybe you live there. Maybe my buddy is the equipment manager and I, I pay close attention. I'm in Toronto a lot. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't even say bittersweet for a Leafs fan because it was, should I, do I say pathetic performance? And in, in, I mean, predictable, predictable. Yeah. I mean, if not, I not think pathetic, if, two goals in five straight games isn't great. Hey, you go. I'll let you. What do you think? I think if you went back to the start of this season, the start of last season, the start of the previous season, I probably am on here doing a podcast. Your dad's probably on. And it's a conversation we've had many times. You cannot build a team with a computer. You cannot load up four guys up front, have nothing on the blue line and not enough in nets. You just can't do it. And the, I think Leafs management has tried to reinvent the wheel for the last couple of years. It's not working and it hasn't worked. We predicted it wouldn't work. Now I did pick them to beat Florida in this round after I picked them to not beat Tampa because I thought, okay, they had me too. I thought maybe, but mother of God and all that's holy, you got to change it up, boys. You got to go to where the goals live. Look at Marcia. So last night, just yeah hanging around the blue paint, getting garbage. That guy's, a, you know, the, and he's then, not big and he's look, always around the net. And then look at Austin Matthews. Yeah. Snipes from the perimeter all season long in the regular season. Tries to do it in the playoffs. It's not going to work in the playoffs. And he comes on after one game and I was on with Kiprios and he said, well, we had a lot of ozone time. And I, I said to Nick, I'm like, "Does he? is that what he thinks works in the playoffs? And it's not. And no disrespect to Mr. Matthews, but I don't think he knows what it takes yet. Like he, it's just not there yet. Nylander was impressive. Nylander was going to the dirty areas. The one he got that tied it up in the final game, he's driving the net. Um, I just, I was shocked when Matthews says, yeah, we had a lot of ozone time. I'm like, dude, this isn't a Corsi competition. And I just think the Leafs are just built that way. And it's a way that doesn't transcend in the playoffs. So the Leafs' best players weren't their best players. The Oilers, their best players, well, the top two were their best players. They had problems in nets. That could be expected with a young goalie. Um, they have a depth problem. And they lost to Vegas because Vegas has more depth. But yeah, Vegas Leafs, has depth, man. Vegas yeah. are, are, are way better than people think they are. Right. With the Leafs, it's insanity. Definition of insanity. Same thing over and over again. Blah, blah, blah. It's happened again. Oilers yeah. are a hell of a lot closer than the Leafs are. Well, let me tell you this. Let me ask this. And it's, you know, sometimes people, it's tough for me because Matthews, I agree with everything you just said. He's an awesome hockey and, player. I just he's don't awesome, think he, he knows what it takes in the playoffs. I just yeah. Don't think he knows. And I'm not, and, and don't confuse that when people are, at least from my angle, with saying that he doesn't care because a couple of, when he scored. Oh, he cares. Late in the series before against Tampa, you see how he laid it like, oh, and he looked at the bench like, yeah, he cares. 
It's he just cares. I don't know if he knows how to go about doing his job after the 82nd game. That is exactly what I would say. I, I'd like to do a talk radio argument with you for the sake of arguing, but you nailed it. And uh, I think we've had this exchange on via text. It's like he just doesn't know what it takes yet. It's just not there yet. And it's, so, you know, you'd like to, to, to watch. It's just, I mean, I'm like, he's living uh, like he loves that drag, you know, kind of the top of the slot out by the circles and the yeah. shot. You're not going to score a ton of goals from there in the playoffs. You got to go to where the goals live and they live in the stinky blue paint, the Ryan they Smith do. specials. Marshall so scored a goal six inches off the goal line last night. Danny, well, his might, other one was his other one was uh, eight inches off. Right. You, the one might, he was in the net, the other one he was approaching it. Right. Somebody might call that garbage goal. Let me tell you, that's the sweetest smelling garbage you'll ever come across. Pavelski. That's where goals live. Yes. It's where goals live. Pavelski, look at the goals he gets. He's just going to the net. He's with good hand eye, of course. Yeah. He's what people when people say when people say to me, he's one of the best tippers ever. I'm like, well, the answer is yes, but you understand that half that battle's going to where he's doing it, right? Yeah. Like, there's all kinds going, of players with good hand eye. They just need to go stand in front of the net and get a cross check while they're doing it. Look and at Mark Stone. Joke, Mark Stone has a bad back. He's still in the go yeah. there. Get cross checked. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And it ain't pretty. And look, it's a Stanley Cup playoffs. It ain't a friggin' TikTok video. Make all the TikTok videos with the dangling and the up, putting it in the roof and sniping this and sniping that. Reality is, it's got to be greasy most of the time. Most Because it works. It's proven. Well, even McDavid's goal, that his last goal he got, it was going to the net. It was a rebound. Like yeah. people say, well, it was yep. magic end to end. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Bad, but did you see where he went? He didn't choose he, to go around the net. He didn't. Yep. He went right to the net. And the reason yep. that he got the puck is because he took a bad shot. It wasn't. He just. But it bounced right on his stick because he he's going to the net. His rebound to the net. He had the nads to go in there and go. I might just get decked for this. Even when last night when they were desperate, he was still driving the net. Um, yeah. All like to me, McDavid. He proved a lot. Uh, Drysaitel, as Kevin Bieksen said last night, might have run out of gas a little bit, but like he said, it's it's hard to play the way Drysaitel does. He's a big guy. He takes a lot of punishment, and uh, but he paid the price. He was good, uh, but the Oilers lost because of depth and because of goaltending. I would say, but to me, that the Oilers seems way closer than the Leafs are. Yeah, and the yeah. Leafs are. It's, it seemed I mean, like I, that. So- I could not imagine. I could not imagine Terry being a Leafs fan. What it must be like because it's and especially. Most Leafs fans I know, TR, are Darcy Tucker fans, Wendell Clark fans, Shane Corson fans. They they're lunch pail. They like their hockey lunch pail. Which style. is what always mystified me that that not that they're, that they're like that. Yeah. That the team has never had enough of those guys because like Philadelphia, even when they lose, they have those because it's a blue cutter town. The yeah. the, the the feeling you get in the rink is the metaphor for the team usually, even if they yeah. lose. Yeah. But it's not with the Leafs. No. No, it's weird, and, and yeah, it's a really weird feeling. Even when you go to a game, and the yeah. closer you get to the ice, the more suits are down there that don't really yeah. care. But there's Leafs fans everywhere. Like there's Leafs oh, fans outside. God. They're, they're everywhere. They're most passionate fans I know. But when you're in the rink, yeah, it's not always it doesn't translate. And you got to go up to the playing doesn't always emulate it either. Yeah, you got to go up to the three hundreds to actually get a feel of what they're like. But people you're running on the street, they're like, can they just get a Tucker? Can they get a Corson? Can they get a Wendell? I'm like. Well, they don't build many of those anymore. No, and they don't. That I will give Dubas credit. He went out. You got Ryan O'Reilly. You got Luke Chen. You got Neil Achari. But I'm 
maybe Shen and Riley were in the room going, what's, what's, what's up with these guys? Like, we know what to do. We both won cups with, why don't, like, guys, this is how you got to do it. And I'll so give Nylander credit. I thought he did it, but the other ones, the other big a part of the core four, as they call them. No. So what do you do here then? Like, and I've heard and I've listened to as much as I could since this being Monday and they lost on Friday. So there hasn't been a whole lot on talk radio, but there's been enough. And in Leafs Nation, you know, there's all kinds of YouTube channels and whatever. I wanted to get people's reactions. So a lot of people... And they're saying just now that they're saying Tavares, well, his contract's too 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 tough to trade. You'll never do that. So, you know, you look at the other guys and everything. Now, it is a tough contract to trade, but and, and in the same conversation, they're like, well, you know, he's starting to go downhill and you can see it. And you look, if this is alarming to you now, I'm looking at it. John Tavares, he came to the Maple Leafs in 1819, 82 games, 88 points. Next year, I'm going to go year by year. 63 games, 60 points. 56 games, 50 points. 79 games, 76 points. This year, he had 80 games, 80 points. 36 yeah. goals, the most since he's been here. So what are the fuck? Is this just hitting you now? This year, he had a good year. He had yeah, one of his he's... best years in Toronto this year. I agree. The contract's huge. It was five yeah. years ago as well. It's the same shit. You're paying him $11 million and he's yeah. pretty good. So he's like, pretty good. He's doing what? the same thing he's always done. But... Listen. He's doing exactly what he always did. I'm like, you're down on him. He's giving you exactly what he said he would. He's the captain. I yep. can't really expect more out of him. I no. mean, you know, so what do you do? What the so, fuck do you do? I guess what you do is if you're going to sell, you sell high, right? So who's the, the, the of the three of those guys, the guy with the lowest paying contract and the guy that's playing the best is Nealon. Yeah. So and people actually got upset at that at the start. I'm looking at that now going, yeah, oh, man, that's a great so contract. You'd get the most for him. Uh, I would think, but the, the, the question isn't, what do you do with the players? The question is who's in charge of doing well with the players. So what are you going to do with the front office? That's the question. Are you going to let Kyle Dubas do this again? His contract's up. You're going to sign him again. Uh, you're going to bring him back. That's to me, the question. And you gotta do something. You got to do something. I don't like heads have to roll somehow. Somehow you you can't do this again. If you bring Dubas back, what does he change? What about Keith? Like, well, he does he bring him back? They've been through a lot together. So to me, the, the the first question to be answered is, who is in the front office? Who's the general manager? Who's who's running the ship? Is Shanny back? Is Dubas back? And then you can answer the question. To me, it has to be answered real soon because July 1st, Austin Matthews is going to be saying, you know what? Like, this, this shit's yep. happening now. Like, yep. usually you can go, let's fucking revisit this in three months. We just lost. But you can't now. And in the world of the NHL, all the scuttlebutt is, well, if Dubas is gone, there's jobs waiting for him, which amazes me. But that's the analytics community, I think. Being I heard there community. are. I heard there's two big ones waiting for him. Pittsburgh, Calgary, possibly. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> when I say I hear this, I'm hearing it from sports radio. I often say it on here and people think that yeah, I have I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not saying this. I'm just yeah, exactly yeah. what you're saying. Um so, and you know, you know what I find though, an observation outside of all that, you got to love hockey. Whereas here you got, we're, we're spe speaking of Edmonton and the Leafs say MVP last year on one team, MVP mm -hmm. this year on the other mm -hmm. MVP. I think dries from just a few years ago, um, right? You got back that up with anywhere from, I can say O'Reilly, Riley, Marner, uh, you know, uh, with the Oilers, I mean, Bouchard, Nurse, whatever, I can go down the list, Kane, all kinds of fantastic hockey players 
led by one or two MVPs. Okay, mm-hmm. that f- finished high in the league. It's not an off year. Not not an outlier. And they don't even make the fucking semifinal. See, Name me another now, sport. Name me another sport. Now Baseball is the only one I can think of. What? It's funny. That's what you and I love about it. I'm here in Toronto. I'll tell you right now. People are like, oh, there's so much wrong with the NHL. How can the best players not always win? I'm like, because it's team, guys. You know, This isn't the NBA where LeBron can play 42 or 48 minutes. This is team where if you play McDavid 24 minutes, that's too much. That's yeah. too much. He should be playing 21-22. Then he can be better. It's so funny. The younger generation just wants this superstar thing. And I, I work with a guy. He drives me nuts. He's like, this league sucks because, you know, the, the best players. I'm like, because it's a team game. Hockey's different. And yeah. that's what I love about it. That's what you love about it. It's what other people can't stand about it. But I love go it. watch the NBA. Go watch another sport. This is a team sport. That's what makes it so special to me. That's why... When you talk to Wayne Gretzky, when you talk to Sidney Crosby, the first thing they do, they don't talk about themselves. They talk about their teammates. Yeah. That's what makes hockey so special. It's it great. can't be like, this hockey's not give the ball to Will. Okay, Will could win it all for uh, uh, Bel Air Academy. Will can't win it all for the Edmonton Oilers. He can be the centerpiece, but he needs that supporting cast. Connor Bedard, remember at the World Juniors, he said, let's stop talking about me now. We just oh, won a championship. Beautiful. That and, was beautiful. And you know what? It's ingrained in him because he's a hockey player. I try to explain it to people. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know, but I said, like, I wouldn't have made it out of one year junior if I didn't think like that. Like, you know, like, say I meet someone on a film set. They did this yeah. is a great example, actually. Um, I was explaining it this weekend to some guys, and they were like, but that don't watch hockey much. And they were asking me, and I said, yeah, literally, Connor McDavid could be that much better than everybody else and not even get out of the second round. It might not, yeah. I think there was game three at the time. They, they might not even get out. Like, well, and it, it's it, completely logical. It's it's the way the sport goes, and and it has to be. And I was talking about like you were the team aspect. Yeah, and I said, but it's the way it is. I was a huge prospect growing up, but immediately on any team outside of here, when I left to play junior, the first thing that you learn is that it's a team fucking game. Mm-hmm. We don't care who you are, and that follows you around. And Bedard knows it now at sixteen. Anyway, he knows, and that's what's going to make him a great player. Yeah, people that don't understand hockey don't know it. And that's why they can't get it. And they think they, they keep, well, I'm not watching the playoffs, but David's out. I'm like, you don't get it. Mc, you don't get it. McDavid's not out. The Oilers are out. It's yes. a team game. If it was just the best player, Wayne Gretzky would have won. I don't know. 15 Stanley cups. Mary. Le- you can't be. It's a team game. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes it so special. And that's what, that's why. Good God. It's like, uh, it's different. Hockey's different than, than the other sports and you're either like that or you don't and the fact that the best can often go out that's that's the way she goes and look, look behind me bobby orr he won bobby two orr. stanley cups the bobby other thing orr is- won two stanley cups doesn't logic dictate he should have won nine yes it does you know the and here's the other thing that i love about it i'm confident generational players i'm confident that mcdavid will do it someday he will he'll win Matthews, I don't know, but I, I think I'd, I'd, I think I'd put my money on yes. At some point, he'll figure it out, Bedard, because it's such. There's so much parity, and there's it, and often comes down like Crosby got that golden goal, like yeah. Gretzky and gets his 800 second in Edmonton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Lemieux scores on his first shot and his last shot. There's uh, like these these great great players 
have a way of scoring big goals and then ended up winning. They all ended up winning at some point. They lost bigger than they fucking won at some point. Yep. They failed huge, but they will I mean the generational generational and even in a sport with so much parity and it's often Crosby's golden goal was a bounce. Crosby's first yeah. Stanley Cup was game seven. It could have just bounced the other way, but it yeah. seems greatness finds the best around, you know? You work for your chances. You work for your luck, right? Uh, then as Nick Kiprio says, maybe the hockey gods will pay you back, but it's hard, man. As BX has said last night on Sportsnet Central, you know, McDavid's out. What's up with that, Kevin? It's a hard league. You know, yeah. there's 32 teams. There's a lot of good players. But I mean, I mean, do, do I, am I pumped that Seattle's in? Not really. Would I rather watch McDavid? Yeah. But listen, that has to say something about the way those 20 guys are playing together, not individually, but together. It's fascinating. And I'm pumped for the city of Seattle. Okay. Uh, just a few more left. I got to take a break because I'm over to Zoom. Now, for people listening in, yes, I'm going to YouTube. Usually I use StreamYard. We're going to do that again. I just got back and I honestly forgot my login. So I can only do 40 minutes at a time. Not that we're going to keep you 40, just another Isn't 10 or so. is your password for everything senior is God, exclamation point? I tell you, I should have because I got too many fucking passwords and I forget everything. Can I forget yeah, I it? I hear you, buddy. I'm going to finish with not a, not a question, but a statement. And okay. maybe you can give me some ideas, okay? All right. So June 9th, the good people of Edmonton. Sport, ah, who is it? Uh, it's Trans Sam with... Uh, Jason Strudwick, Ryan Wishog, some of the guys out there. I'm not really sure. Jason Greger. Not sure how my name got involved in the mix, but I beauty's there. have to go out. Great guys. I have to go out west June 9th to roast Kevin Lowe. Okay. Oh, wow. Someone with my NHL credentials yeah. is going to roast him. Again, we're talking eight games over three seasons. Yeah, And this guy has five Stanley Cups that I'm counting in my head that I know he has. Maybe he has more than that. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he's been one of the most respected men or women in the game in the last 50 years now. How am I going to get up on that fucking stage and roast him? Well, I think uh, you and I both know and I'm good at it. I think you're pretty good at it, too. And the only advice I can give you is self-deprecation is the highest form of humor. So I, I was thinking, you know, would you know what my initial reaction was, Ken? Get up there and rip myself for five minutes. Go like, even though, so, yeah. you know, I've only got eight games. Even though, yeah, you know, I have zero Stanley Cups. He has five. Even though, and like really just get into it. And yep. then... After like uh, 10 minutes might be too much. After like two, say three minutes of that. Yeah. Okay. But still, it's it's a fact that blank and then start going there. Do you think? Yeah, exactly. And rip everybody there like they do on Comedy Central. I, I would never steal a joke. I yeah. feel rotten about that. Well, and someone would find out because people watch these. But what I do want to steal is the Comedy Central roast like manner that they just go fucking roast everybody in the. Like if yeah, Sandman's yeah. there, Joaquin Gage, Struds. Ryan yeah. Rashog, I, yeah. I can kill some time ripping them. Absolutely. Absolutely. But go with self-deprecation. Go with self-deprecation. It's the highest form of humor, in my opinion. Okay. I appreciate it. And if you hear, if you think of any specific jokes, fucking fire them my way. Now, please, that's not an invitation. 
Okay. Anybody else to do it that's listening to this? And I would never take anybody up on that. I would ne- I'm not taking a joke. I can do it quite fine myself. But Ken, between you and I, you're in uh-huh. the circle. It's all good. Okay. Maybe you can think of a good one to, to right, send buddy. over. And I'll give you credit on stage. Oh, no, please don't. No, please okay. don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, I think I've what I've gotten. I've got three pages. When I'm when I'm done five or six pages. By that I mean pages. These are just jot notes, like one line. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. That I'll that yeah. I'll set, I'll web together. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to send you some of what I got. That's that's more like it. Don't send me any ideas. But I'm going to send no, you what I got. But that's uh, that's a great crew that invited you out there. So say hi to Shogger and Gregor and Strutty and. Who else I did will. you mention was in there with you? Really? That, well, that's a, Sandman's going to be there. Sandman, Sandman, yeah. And that's, that's just the there's some guys I played junior with from uh, from out that way, the Hurley brothers. There's a bunch yeah. of them. I'm really looking forward to it. I love Edmonton anyway. You know, I yeah, it's a good spot. I just spent so much time there over the years. I was going to say childhood, but just just forever. It's, it, my aunt lives there first of all, but like when I went to the Western League, like, most of our players were from there. My yeah. especially my yeah. good friends. Um, it's and, and nothing against Calgary. I go there. I find Calgary beautiful. I love it so close to the mountains. But when I go to Edmonton, I just right off the bat, don't pass go collect don't dollars. Just, me I go a, straight don't to me in Edmonton. A Calgary Edmonton fight. No, I'm staying yeah. out of this one. Just know so many people. What and now listen, I'll let you take off now and get your sons. What do you want to? Uh, do, you, do you have anything to promote? When does that book come out? Okay, my book next book comes out in October. Ken Reed's Hometown Hockey Heroes. If you want to order early on Amazon, you can. It's up there now. Uh, give me a follow on Instagram. Ken Reed Sportsnet. A lot of hockey card content. A lot of me being an idiot. And give me a follow on Twitter. SN Ken Reed. So Ken Reed Sportsnet on Instagram. SN Ken Reed on Twitter. And uh, be happy. Be nice. Uh, great Hometown life. Hockey yeah. Heroes. Ken Reed's Hometown Hockey Heroes, of which you played a big part, Terry, in that book. So thank you for your memories of the great Robbie Forbes. It's what people think, right? It's exactly what it sounds like. Yep. Not all your Some of your books are um, very punny. Uh, and I mean that in the best way possible. But this is exactly what it sounds like. This is Hometown yep. Hockey Heroes from across Canada. Am I wrong? That's right. Not everybody who's a hockey hero had to play in the NHL, and this book's proof of that. So it's it's pretty cool. And, and it's Canadian stories, not all over the world. Canadian stories, one American story, an American story, Terry, that's going to blow your mind. Put it at okay. that. Put it at that. Yeah. Well, I love getting my mind blown. Ken, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And um, judging by the the timing of all this, you should be on again, I would think, when the playoffs are over. We'll talk about beauty, buddy. Say hi to Senior and Gail for me. I will. What's your prediction, by the way? Last thing. Who do you think? Who's going to win? Oh, God. Uh, Carolina. Okay. As good a pick as any. You heard it here first. Carolina Hurricanes. Thank you to my buddy, Ken Killer Reed. Folks, if you're downtown St. John's, thanks, Ken. We'll see you, buddy. See you, bud. Um, If you're downtown St. John's this weekend, why not get a beer at Trinity Pub? Why not try... TJ's, Green Sleeves, Rob Roy Confusion, the Martini Bar, or the Bull and Barrel. That's where I like to go for beers. But, of course, there's some awesome places in and around downtown. Uh, too many. I wouldn't even be able to get to them all. If I am going to go for a bite to eat, you know where I go first? I go to Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, and Wedgwood Cafe. If you want to work out, change your life. Strength and balance for the body and mind. Look no further than power conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. And, folks... You're in luck if you like Mr. Lube because there's two locations now in St. John's, one on Torbay Road, one on Kenmount Road. Live, laugh, lube, Pitbull Pain Relief, pitbullpainrelief.com, the pain sticks that just won't quit. 
True Hockey, take what's yours. Folks, I'll be back in just a couple of days with another guest. It's been sporadic, I know. We're going to get back to early in the week, later in the week, and uh, we'll do that real soon. We'll have some consistency. But in a couple of days, I'll be back with Tasia Tellis, who plays Nat on Shorzy. Catch you all on the rebound. See you soon.